All right, so so I really hesitate to ask this, but I feel like I need to bring it up because I was just having a discussion about it over dinner. Where do you fall on the what is a sandwich spectrum? This is a very controversial topic. I hope you know it that. It is. Yeah. Um, and I love sandwiches. I considered myself a sandwich master as a child. Um, I would be very proud of the sandwiches I make. And even now, like while it may seem like I've put away my butter knives and such, I still have the skills within me. Um, but you got to come out of retirement for one last sandwich. I just had a sandwich for dinner. Like that's, I keep it sharp. Like I don't need to worry about my sandwich making skills. However, I know that time has passed me by and there's a new generation of chaotic abstract sandwich makers out there. And Mm. this controversy has, because to me, a purist, I, I fall under the rules of the Earl of Sandwich, which was bread, two pieces of bread, ideally, but I know open safe sandwiches exist, but bread, meat of some sort, some sort of additional toppings, perhaps veggie, cheese. I tend to prefer a good garnish, a condiment of sorts, a dressing, if you will, and then another piece of bread. And that is, to me, you're going towards sandwich perfection there. Now, there are those motherfuckers out there that are like raviolis are sandwiches and Pop-Tarts are sandwiches and like hot dogs and all sorts of things. I understand. I understand it's a new generation, young folks, the times. But I guess I should ask you, why the fuck are you asking me this question? It's a loaded question. (laughs) Where do you fall on the sandwiches? It it just, it came up because I, uh, I was making, I, so we, we had, a we ordered dinner uh-huh. and I got a, a power breakfast and I sent you the alignment chart just to. Oh, I've uh, seen so the alignment. Got, I've got, seen various well, versions of it, but uh, well, just, just to have, so you have it for reference if you need it. Okay. Um, the but fucker like, I, I, pop tart is a sandwich. Yeah. I got those people <laughs> anyway. So, but I ordered a power breakfast uh, and so it was like egg whites and spinach and, and mushrooms. And then it gave it like came with like whole wheat toast. Okay. And so I took two pieces of the toast and took the egg whites and uh, spinach and mushrooms and put it on the toast and then put another piece of toast on top of it and ate it and said I had made a sandwich. I will pause and, and say you have successfully made a sandwich without controversy. <laughs> That is exactly <laughs> under the Earl of Sandwich rules. You have put meat and some sort of topping under two slices of bread. Well, they're, they're, that's just not meat, though. Egg, spinach, mushrooms. There are we excluding there like vegetarians? Mushrooms fall under the protein. Eggs are protein. This right, is right, but they're not meat. Like if we're going specifically word wise, but I agree with you that it is a sandwich. It is a sandwich, but. And like, that is not the controversy for me is a sandwich can contain no meat to me. Like uh, yeah, one like, can have a vegetarian sandwich. It is a vegetarian oh, sandwich. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. But you have constructed a true, I would find no fault with that. That is a true sandwich. Like who found fault with that? Because you said this was a discussion well, then. You called it well, a sandwich. Yeah. You are right. Oh no, there there wasn't there wasn't anyone who said I was wrong. Okay. But it just it, it sparked the the sandwich alignment discussion. Okay. Uh amongst everyone at the table and, and where I where we all fell on, on its spectrum. Not so much like a disagreement, but like okay. where what it, everyone felt was going on. And so where I draw the line is on the on the chart, I draw the line hot dog is not a sandwich. As in you are 
anti hot dog of the sandwich. Yeah, and ba- so so everything on the bottom row mm-hmm. and the the hot dog and the ice cream taco, so to the right, uh-huh. those I do not agree with that are sandwiches. I think a sub is a sandwich, yes, and I think an ice cream sandwich is a sandwich, but a hot dog is not a sandwich. I I find myself in that sense of I am a structure purist by this classification, but I can tolerate some structure. I believe a sub is a sandwich. The hot dog is a sandwich is one that that's that's exactly where I'm like ice cream sandwich is an ice cream sandwich. It, it makes sense. It is structurally a sandwich. Sandwich is in the word. Yeah, like you, exactly. You can't, the the yeah. trick is the hot dog and the tacos because mm-hmm. t- are tacos a sandwich? Are wraps a sandwich? A wrap is not a sandwich. A wrap is a wrap. A burrito. Right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> a a pop tart is those radical anarchists. Like, yeah, I hate the fucking pop tart people. A pop tart is at best a ravioli. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm I, glad we're on in agreement yes. here. For uh, once, for once, we don't have strong like disagreements over over where we fall on this. We're we're pretty much eye to eye. Like, I I understand the hot dog people, like where they're going with the sandwich thing. I can tolerate the hot dog people, but anything below in the structure rebel? No, that is I'm anti-structure <laughs> rebel. Yeah, and the taco I like, people yeah, say like, I, no. I can hot hot dog. I see where they're coming from. Like I personally will never call it a sandwich, but I understand and don't judge those that do. I judge them, but I I, <laughs> I tolerate them, and I understand where they're. I I get it. I get what they're doing, but like the people who are like, oh, a taco is a Mexican sandwich. No, it's not. There's a torta, motherfucker. That's a sandwich. <laughs> fucking tacos and pop. I'm glad you put up the chart, actually, just because I fucking hate the pop tartars. That's the only one on there where I actually have the burrito people. I have a lot of disdain for the burrito as a sandwich. It's it's not. It's a form of a wrap. There's a full fucking like wrap category we can get into. But mm, yeah, okay, we 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 are of agreement here. I will even take the. I don't care what you put in a sandwich. Like you can put all sorts of weird shit as like as long as it's again in between two things and I get a sub well the sub is connected in a hot dog. I get it. I get you stupid hot dog people. <laughs> but if you go around calling your hot dog a sandwich, you will get weird looks. I mean I don't think it's just me. I think that's a not a universal, but a majority of the people and the majority wins. It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. This makes no fucking sense, but we're doing it anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer, the procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. I'm your host, Atma, and I'm here with... Harvey Z, in the place to be. And we're just going to get right into it, this one, because I want to make sure... I don't know how long this... this uh episode's bracket is going to take so i just want to jump straight into it none of this shitting around you know farting and and talking for 20 minutes about something random like we're gonna get into this we're gonna do the next round of the the make me a gamer madness with harvey z we're gonna talk about some games we're gonna have a good time how's that sound okay let's do it take charge all right uh so this week's 16 uh, is, is the the one you've been waiting for? Uh-huh. We are we are doing board games this week. I I mean, when I think of make me a gamer, that's what I thought this show would be—a board game fan cast. <laughs> 
all right so this one's it's gonna be weird like because I, I i picked 16 board games i'm pretty sure you've played all of them although i may have missed on like one or two okay um they are wildly varying in eras and i i honestly i have no idea if i've ranked them correctly or not i tried to pick a little bit of everything mm-hmm. uh we'll see how this goes down should be interesting should be fun hopefully i if you haven't like played all of these i assume you've at least heard of all of them i'm pretty uh, but... gamer savvy in terms of board yeah. games so sure all right okay so here we go so let, let's start <laughs> i love this first matchup um and, and this one i i put in there just just for just for us okay. just for us uh so first matchup is the number one seed settlers of Catan. ah the the, the gateway gamer drug for me like this is college is when i was introduced to it by a friend who kind of pulled out the Catan, and i just started to like I don't know if I like this. It's been forever. Board games are for little kids. And then I just got sucked into this where it was like every weekend that I'm going up to them like, hey, man, hey, man. It was Professor Q. Like, you got Mm -hmm. any board games you want to play? And then he was like, I've got a whole board game society that I can join and let you into. And I was like, I'm into it. Secret societies, board games. I joined it. And then we started playing all sorts of like, they were like, oh, you like Catan? Let me show you all the rest of these probable games out there. Like, bang, some weird bicycling game, some robot destruction game, like all sorts of fun stuff. All right. So that's that's the number one seed. A true number one. I figured that was higher up there. Versus the 16th seed, Apples to Apples. A dangerous game. I, I have not played Apples to Apples since the exact last time that perhaps you have played Apples to Apples. <laughs> have you played that it since? Night. Like, I might have played it like once. I've but the, never the night it. that will live in infamy, the game of Apples to Apples, I, that ruined everything. It destroyed a friendship. At the, mm-hmm. I mean, I probably played variations of Apples to Apples, but never since then. And the, the old inside joke of like, don't forget the ho-hos and such. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I've matured to where we don't need to get into that. We probably actually told that story. I remember you've told the story like way in the early throes of this podcast, but Yeah, I, it might have, yeah. I'm going to go with actually just let's move on from this. We don't need to talk about apples to apples any further. Catan clearly it easily dominates this category. All right. Okay, fair enough. I, 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 that's why apples to apples was the sixteenth seed. You know, this was more of a a, a joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, run in, run, put that in there. Okay. Next up, so the, these are. Uh, I, I'm not sure what your feelings are on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. So we've got eighth seed Seven Wonders versus ninth seed Ticket to Ride. This is a tough matchup. This is like if you were watching this on TV or so, this would be a great matchup. Uh, both are seated quite evenly and because it's tough. Like I've recently rediscovered Ticket to Ride. I really enjoy playing that with the family. It's a good like, hey, family, I know you guys aren't board gamers and Catan is more complicated. So it's easy to get them into Ticket to Ride. Mm-hmm. And it still has a lot of strategy and fun to it. Like, it doesn't get old for me. Um, It's replayable. You can play it immediately after playing it one time, which is nice. Um, Always look for that in a game. Like, can you immediately, like, start over and you don't feel like, oh, man, I'm tired of it. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Seven Wonders. It's been a little bit of time. I really enjoy it, but I think it's more strategy, more in-depth. I need to play with a usually a more gamer-savvy group. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, if I count like what I've played more recently, it's been Ticket to Ride. It's been enjoyable. I'm not good at Ticket to Ride. I'm probably more likely to win <laughs> a game of Seven Wonders. Uh, but and this is my choice, so I'm actually going to give it to Ticket to Ride. And even though I really enjoy Seven Wonders... I feel like Ticket to Ride is more accessible. I would play Ticket mm-hmm. to Ride. Okay, that's cool. All right. No. Yeah, like I, I'm I'm a Seven Wonders stan. Like I love Seven Wonders. It's mm-hmm. probably one of my favorites. I like uh, it's one of the better like drafting games and such. I, I enjoy yeah. it a lot, but like uh, it's just for if I'm with varying groups of people, Ticket to Ride is always a hit. Gotcha. Yeah. Like Ticket to Ride is definitely I feel like Ticket to Ride and, and Catan are real good, like, standard games that yeah. everyone will kind of want to play. Like, my biggest problem with Catan has always been, like, it feels like when, like, if you play it with three people, that's the sweet spot. Uh-huh. But if you play it with four people, one person gets screwed and, like, just isn't having fun. And, like, 90% of the time, that's me. Uh. So I just, <laughs> I don't, like, it, 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 it's never been my game. But uh, it Catan, we did play a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, like, I would say, like... If you in the make me a ga- gamer category, like if you're going to be a board gamer, you need to have like almost both of these games in your arsenal. Of you need a ticket to ride and a Catan to get people to join you. Once you have that, then Seven Wonders is a good game to get as well. Yeah, and they're all different types of games, so it's different. Like it's not oh, it's all the same type. Like it's a drafting game, a go fish type of like train game is basically a ticket to ride, and then Catan is a strategy German like game. Yeah, it's it's funny because like I've never actually owned Catan. I've just always known somebody that's had it, and like it just all. Sh- oh, so whenever you have a game night, someone shows up with Catan. It's yeah. just the rules. Like someone has it. It's a people pleaser. Like you can always bring it and find people to play it. And we'll get to the matchup between Catan and Ticket to Ride after we finish the rest of the bracket. But uh, so this next, I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm unsure about all of these. So okay. we'll, we'll see how I, my rankings do. I definitely do have that. like a bottom two or three that I'm like, I think you know my bottom two or three, but I'll see if they're on the list. I, I honestly, I don't know. I on, I really don't. I, just, I didn't, I can't remember which. Okay. Anyway, we, so next up, we've got fifth seed Race for the Galaxy Ooh. versus 12th seed Codenames. Ooh, again, like. This whole category, I love board games. Um, Race to the Galaxy is one of my favorite, I think, two-player games. It actually plays better mm-hmm. with two than it does with four. Um, I enjoy it as a four-player game, but with two, like the double-turn mechanic where it actually changes how you play it. Uh, this was a very good, fun, like less-than-30-minute type of game that Professor Q and I would play when we like lived together for a while. And it would be like late night or something and I couldn't sleep and I'd be like, do you want to play a game of race? And he would be like, yeah, sure. And we would just play a race game for like Midnight Insomnia. The other game is, which one was it again? It was... Codenames. I like Codenames. It's accessible. It's a fun party game. It's a good when you have more than four people kind of game. Um, Mm -hmm. It's another good family game. So I played it again with like introducing the rest of my family who are not gamers to it. And like... They enjoy it, like my dad, my cousins, my uncle. My uncle got really drunk once and thought he was on the other team, which was (laughs) like, I've never seen him that way. And then we lost because he gave away that he just, he was doing the answers for the other team the whole time. (laughs) 
Jesus. And we were like, why are you so bad at this? And he's like, look. And we were like, you're blue and not red. And he's like, oh. We were like, you you need to put it away, man. Wow. Like, so it's memorable moments, but I'm going to go with race, actually. Because it's it's more accessible for two to four, and two is that sweet spot with this game. Like, and with the expansions and stuff. I'm not a fan of the online mobile. Like, I haven't played it as much, but I keep thinking I want to buy Race to the Galaxy. All right, so the this next two, this matchup in particular, it's kind of funny that they ended up against each other. I didn't intend for this, but I think I may have overseeded the fourth seed based on personal preference of my own personal preference. Uh-huh. And I might have underseeded the 13th seed because of my interpretation of what you think of the game. So it's got, even though, and like I was trying not to play favorites with it. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've, so we've got fourth seed kingdom builder. Oh yeah. A great, it's a fun, lighthearted game. I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got 13th seed scythe. So you didn't overseed number 13. That's one where I was like, <laughs> it's in the bottom actually for me as scythe. I know people yeah. rave about the game. It's a great, so this is the secret to like figuring it out. I don't like 4X games. Mm-hmm. Like I, I unless can, it's Civilization, the board game. Well, the 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 video game. I yeah, fine, fair enough. But I don't play Civilization, the video game, like a four X game. I that's true. That is true. <laughs> I I play it very badly, but I enjoy playing it with that. And I will say, like four X games are not my forte. I I will play them as a participant. I like the, but I'm going along for the ride in that because. I'm enjoying being a gamer with those types of games, but I don't play those games to win those games, which can lead to like the playing for second. But this is not quite that same thing. I'm not playing to get second place, but I'm just playing knowing that this is not a game that plays to my strengths, but I just enjoy the social aspects that I'm playing with my friends and we're talking about other stuff, hopefully, and not just the game and such. That's the enjoyment I get out of a game like Scythe, actually, which Mm -hmm. beautiful game. It has like a narrative element and stuff, but just... I just don't like it. It's I know, yeah. like my sister has asked me, like, "Hey, do you want to get this game?" Or it sounds cool. And I'm just I always pass on it. Uh, the other game, it's lighthearted, it's fun, and it's not a four X game. It's a very simple like numbers. I don't even know what type of like it's a fill up the board type of game that yeah, like a ticket sort of. It's another lighthearted ticket type game, but. I think it's great actually. I don't think it's underseated. I think it's actually quite strong. Um, it's definitely in the top five. I would oh, give it. Okay. I would Good. then. I didn't see it wrong. I'm I would happy. give it definitely. It gets the win, and the thing that makes it even better is they have expansion packs that add like more win conditions and stuff, which is what I want. Yeah, I I need to get some of those expansion packs for it once I could actually have people over and play it again because Kingdom Builder is one of my personal favorites too. It's fast paced. Uh, it's another game where I'm like, once I play it, I'm like, I could play this again. Let's do it. Yeah, and that I like a lot. Scythe, you can't really replay right away. I, I also discovered yesterday as I was making this list that uh, Kingdom Builder is now on Board Game Arena. And so I've pl- been playing it online with people uh-huh. uh, to get my fix of board games. Like Board Game Arena is a real good site. It's free to sign up and like they have a bunch of games and the interface is pretty good if you already know how to play the games. It's not great for learning new games, uh-huh. but uh, just plug-in board game arena for uh, anyone who is interested and still looking to play board games when they can't see people in person. Okay, uh, next up. So this 
This next one, again, I'm unsure of. Both of one, the 11th seed, I'm not actually sure if you've played or not, uh, but I think you have. And six seed is like a poll that we, I don't think you've played in a long time, but anyway. So six seed is Summoner Wars. Oh, I own it. It's right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And versus the 11th seed, Betrayal on the House on the Hill. I've definitely, so Betrayal is my sibling's favorite game. Like, Gotcha. Like, I like it. The problem with it is we never have enough people. You need four plus, really like five people to play it. Yeah. I love it. It's a, it's another game that like at family times, we try to like convince our cousins and stuff to play it. And they've enjoyed it every time. Like, I also want to play like all the, there's like, betrayal in like Baldur's gate there's betrayal in like various other like settings and i kind of like that idea of like oh like it doesn't have to be horror themed but you can easily shift it into a D campaign or something like that like right, stylistically yeah. so betrayal is a great game it feels very replayable because there's so many different scenarios and such um great one and then summoner wars i'm surprised you ranked well six is Okay, I mean, I thought I would love Summoner Wars. I thought it would be great. I enjoy it. It's It can have some replayability, like where you can play like two, three batches. It's a sort of a tactical game, which I like that aspect. We played it a bit, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't love it. Like, I don't know why. It just didn't grab me as much as I thought it would. Gotcha. Like, I played it with Professor Q. I played it with my sibling. I played it with you. But, and I, I've enjoyed games, but it's not something where I'm like, I'm glad I own it. And I, like, if someone else owned it and they were like, do you want to play? I'd be like, eh, sure, why not? Or so, but it's not a, I must play this game tonight at a game night kind of thing. Gotcha. But a Betrayal, if it's at like a thing and there's a group of people who are interested, I'm definitely down to play a game of Betrayal. Uh, okay. I would say Betrayal gets the win there. All right. So, upset. Not bad. Okay. I wasn't. Sh- I would. I know you owned Summoner Wars. I couldn't remember where you fell. Like I thought you liked it a little more than I guess you actually did. It was one like, where I knew it wasn't it, like a favorite. Yeah. But... Like every so often, if someone wants to play it, I'll play it for the novelty, and I'll play like you eventually play through all the matchups and stuff, and it's okay. But like as a two-player game, it, it doesn't spark a lot of like it doesn't spark joy, if you will. Like playing it, it's you get tactical and you're quiet about it and stuff, but you don't really. It's not. It's not a great fun like social game. It's not a great game gotcha. to watch. It's yeah. just it is fine, but it's not the greatest tactics game either. All right, so this this next one is going to be a fun matchup. All right, so we've got third seed Blockus. Ooh, okay. Versus fourteenth seed Civilization the board game. I was wondering if Civilization the board game would be there. <laughs> oh man, uh, so Blockus was introduced to me by Slim and Slim's family, mm-hmm. who are all like crazy hardcore Blockus players. Like even like Slim's mom was like kicking my ass at Blockus. <laughs> um, it's also one of those like visual spatial games where it's sort of like a Tetris type. I really enjoy Blockus. I think it's a lot of fun. I haven't like gamed Blockus to where like some people are like, oh, well, if you play this, you need to play this right away next. Like I don't have like Blockus strategies in my mind, but I know mm-hmm. that like if you play it enough, you could probably get to that level. Uh, it's yeah. a very fun game. It's another not difficult to like pick up type of game. Uh, Blockus is fun. Civilization, the board game. <laughs> There's a couple like fucked up game choices that I was wondering if you'd put or if you'd put them against each other. 
because they're just like these huge, massive, like hours and hours of time have been wasted on it type of games that like uh-huh. you just play like once or twice for the experience of like, I, yeah, I did this. And I mean, I think actually for now, like my profile header on Twitter is the last game of civilization that we played together. Yeah. The only game we played together. I think we played it once and it took two nights for yeah. us to finish it. That's that game was rough. And like I played it, it was one like, other time, I think. And that's about it. I played it maybe two times then in that. I, I'm looking at it right now. It's on our shelf because I gave it to slim. Like it was a present to him. I mean, for it's his birthday one day, one time. He, and so we, he does love civilization, the board game or the video game. It is, yeah. it's been long enough where it's one of those games where it's like, after a long time, you're like, yeah, I'll play it. Forgetting like what it is to play the game. Yeah, and then you I'll play take it. 10 hours out yeah. of my day to play this once more time. I mean, in this, in right now, like if you guys were like, hey, do you want to play Blockus or do you want to play Civ? It's been a long time where I'd be like, I'd play Civ. Sure. <laughs> so, oh, uh, well, I'm going to well, give okay, it to so which one are you going for? I'm going to go with Civilization. Really? Let it upset the number three Blockus. Blockus is a better game probably in all sorts, but. The experience, man, you just got to try it once in your <laughs> lifetime. Uh, so I just just as a quick shout out, there is a new version. It's called Civilization, the New World, I think. Oh. And it's a much more streamlined, actual completable game in like an hour and a half to two hours. Like that one is actually an enjoyable experience and kind of still replicates the Civ game experience. So no. I don't I don't own it specifically, <laughs> but it's still like I think it's a much better realized version of Civ as a board game, in in my opinion. I could see that, but I mean um yeah, I would want to play that stupid ten hour version. <laughs> Alright. Uh so this next one it's gonna bring up some memories. Uh so we've got Seventh Seed Stratego. Ooh versus 10th seed Takedo. Takedo is the game um it's not the wins game is it no Takedo is oh, the, the you're japanese, on a japanese vaca- vacation oh both of these are great games and could have maybe won against other people like i love Takedo. it's another good gateway game for like semi-casual gamers to get them into it like Takedo, it's mm-hmm. beautiful artwork it's it's a very fun game for four people to play i enjoy it a lot there's a little bit of strategy too to it. It's it's very like relaxing as well. It doesn't feel uber competitive to play Takedo. You can play it mm-hmm. ruthlessly, but for some reason, just the, the style of the game just lends itself to, we're all on vacation. Let's have fun with this. But yeah. the other one, <laughs> I mean, name it one more time for me, please. It is Stratego. I mean, Stratego, I was thinking about it today in the sense of where, like, I think it was with a conversation with Slim in the sense of, like, what are lethal doses of, like, common everyday items? Lethal doses <laughs> of water is apparently if you drink six liters of water at a time, 50% uh-huh. chance that's lethal. The LD50 as they measure, like, lethal, like, chemical things. Like, coffee, it was somewhere if you have, like, 80 cups of coffee, that's lethal. For alcohol, 13 shots at once is an LD50. Like, <laughs> and 13 was my number in college that i used to go oh yeah i know what my number of alcohol drinks is it's 13 and the reasoning for that is if i had 13 shots not all at once but over like 
one to two hours. I was likely going to have the 14th, 15th, and 16th shots, and 14th was the one that's going to make me black out for sure. <laughs> and the only reason I knew that number is Stratego Jack. A terrible. Have we day. talked about Stratego Jack on this podcast? Yet? I think we. I don't think we've, we have. We've hinted at it, but I don't think we've talked about the full debauchery that was Stratego Jack. Which is to say, you take a Stratego board, a very complex, intellectual, challenging game, lots of fun on its own, and then you just combine it with shots of alcohol for basically every Panama s- Jack. Panama. And that's where. Yeah. It 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 was always Panama Jack and. That was uh, why we called it Stratego Jack, because yeah. we always had the, the, the Panama Jack. Uh, it was whiskey, right? Panama Jack whiskey. No, Panama Jack was, I believe, a rum. Rum? Panama Jack was yeah. a, a You You were the level. one drinking yes. it all the time. Yeah, it's rum. It's rum. I don't enjoy yeah. whiskey. Rum, I don't mind. But this was, it was not pleasant because the person I played, Generic Johnson, was ruthless. Fucking ruthless <laughs> at this game. And would play a scorched earth version. It's basically a capture the flag with a series of numbers from zero to like nine, basically, and then bombs on the board and such. But we played it to where if you cleared someone's of all their numbers of a certain type, like there was like nine nines and like eight eights and so forth. If you cleared it, they I had to do a shot. that high, but yeah, yeah, there were, there, yeah. there's certain different numbers. Uh, there's pieces one through nine and a spy, I believe. Yeah. And then and- bombs. And every time you lost all of one number, you had to take a shot of Panama Jack. And when we calculated it out, if you played it scorched earth and you took a shot for your flag, of course, and you took a shot for a bomb. And if someone cleared all the bombs, you took a shot if you lost all your bombs. It came out to like 16 to 17 shots. And so that's the reason why I know 16 is very, very bad. 14 is blackout and I'm not having a good time. 13, though, is unfortunately the magic number because 13 <laughs> means my judgment is so impaired that I'm like, I'll have the 14th shot. <laughs> and, and boy, do I remember those year, that those games because I was the one who was the not drinking <laughs> one uh, watching the 5th, 6th, and 7th shot suddenly making his game go down the toilet. And uh, yeah, yeah. And it was... And, I will say the one time I won, though, that's a story for another time. But that I got him back in spades, I think. Like I almost got him kicked out of college. But like, oh, yeah, that 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 was that night. Generic Johnson had to go to alcohol rehab because of uh, because of me. (laughs) Uh, We shouldn't joke about that, but it was also college. So, you know what? uh, Oh, boy. People have done worse than that in college. I mean, yeah, it led to the I am not responsible for myself now <laughs> memes and jokes that we would share amongst each other. And after that, like, we, we should have retired the game. We didn't. We played variations. I played wine versions of it um, yeah. with Generic Johnson, who then beat me and had pictures, artistic and beautiful pictures of me, like vomiting well, in the, a toilet. I, yeah, and then didn't the liability get talked into Stratego Jack at least he was, once? He did at least once and then was banned from playing it once he like yeah. puked on our carpet. <laughs> I think you remember that one too. Or no, yeah, no, the puking on the carpet was because of a drink that was, I made. That, the pink yeah, elephant. that was different. I made a beautiful yeah. drink, uh, the pink elephant, and then he couldn't, he couldn't taste the alcohol on it at all. And <laughs> then he was banned. I was banned from making it and he was banned from drinking it. And <laughs> Professor Q was a good, good brother who helped him up that night. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, college. College. I would think that All we right, wouldn't so... have stupid college stories, but apparently we do. Yeah. Um, so of the two matchups, Stratego Jack versus basically the, remind me of the first guy again? Takedo. So part of me is like, Stratego Jack, all oh, the alcohol, the debauchery, the memories. But the more mature part of me is like, Takedo, it's where your heart wants to go. It's a better choice. And like, Stratego Jack is just intrinsically linked with alcohol. I'm going to go with Takedo. I'm, I'm in a different place yeah. in life now. Harvey Z is no longer the... Uh, the wild and young, carefree, cursive Harvey Z. <laughs> all right. All right. So Takedo moves on. As I was expecting, we've got some upsets this round. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this last one, I'm again, the, the 15th seed, I may have been overly harsh on, but we'll, we'll see where you land on it. Okay. I'm surprised. I may have over. I'm surprised that I haven't heard yet. So, I'm, so we've got second seed Arkham Horror. Ah, there he is. I was wondering, would he be on the yeah. list? And then we've got 15th seed, Innovation. Wow. Innovation is highly, lowly ranked. Innovation's a top five game. Really? Innovation is secretly the sieve of card games. My, si- yeah. my sibling loves it. I love it. It's super complicated to pick up. But once you get it, it can become incredibly fun, incredibly replayable. It's it's amazing. And it's I highly recommend it to people who are into games but have probably not heard of it definitely pick up innovation and the expansion packs are great too actually so i think i may just be misremembering because i thought you didn't like it that much because i remember the first time we played it we played with like an expansion that included like a time reverse thing and we like ended up playing like one match for like two and a half hours and it's not supposed to take that long because like everything got reset and we had to like start over from scratch. And it was just like a really, I, for some reason, I remember that as like we were soured on the game because of that. But maybe, maybe I that, think that I, was an expansion that Professor Q had gotten that brought it in because I had played the game with Professor Q, like just two players, like learning how to play it. And Professor Q was like check out this game. I just picked it up. I heard great things about it on the internet. You got to try it. So I demoed it with Professor Q, like just the basic game. And I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed the basic game. It was, I think we stopped playing because of that one version where it just got like, once we reset it and everything that was brutal. But like before that, the base game and one of the expansions, because he had two, one of the expansions was really fun to play and everything. It was just that one, that one time I think we played as a group where yeah the time stop and two hours it's not supposed to be that way it's another fast-paced well once you pick it up and you get the hang of it it's a fast-paced game that you can replay gotcha arkham horror is an interesting game in of itself it is an epic grueling punishing game like the anti-civ in the sense of where civilization you play it and there's a winner arkham horror you could play for like six eight hours and just nobody wins you just lose at the end of it that's it too bad and we had expansion packs we had like the dunwich horror village expansion you gave me one of the the black goat of the woods and i never played it it was so hard just looking at it it's the hardest expansion considered and i was just like no i also got another expansion for it where it was like loves or it was a lovers or relationship one even Uh and i never played that one either like because it was the game itself took nearly an hour to set up yeah yeah 
And then once you played, you were done. You didn't want to play it again. Yeah, like it, it, Arkham Horror is one of those games that you commit to it. You're like, all right, we're going to get a group together and we're playing Arkham Horror. Arkham Horror doesn't come up on like a board game night or just like there's no spontaneous Arkham Horror. It's always a joke like, oh, we should play Arkham Horror and then everybody laughs because they know what that means. And then that's it. But like you actually, yeah, you have to set aside time in your day. I will give the gamers out there a pro tip, though, which is to say I really enjoyed this game because when Professor Q and I lived together, we decided to game this game. And the way you do that is Two people should play the game. Each person controls two characters. If you do that, that is probably the optimal ratio for the game in order to try to successfully beat the game. If you add more than two players, you just can't predict what other people are going to do. And you can't tell them to play optimally, and you're more likely to lose. But if it's just two of you, you know your second turn is a second character. You can win more often than not. Like, we played through, and we almost beat the game with, like, Everybody but one, we almost like beat all of the like bosses one by one by one, just the two of us. But that you kept is like a score sheet too. Oh, like I still have, have like it. a whiteboard. It's on my closet. Like we still kept it of like all the elder gods and how many points we got against each one of them. Like it was, but that was such a weird time as well because it's just the two of us gaming Arkham Horror every so often. And then the games would take like four hours. I would say though, innovation actually wins. Innovation is. I, I love Arkham Horror. It could probably beat a lot of the other games, but Innovation was underseated, and it's actually a fantastic, replayable... I really enjoy Innovation as a lot. It is secretly the sieve of, like, deck card game kind of things. So we're going with Innovation? Innovation beats Arkham Horror. All right, a 15th seed upset here. This the, Like I said, I, I, I wasn't sure where a lot of these ranked. Um, yeah. All right, so we've got our, our first first round is, is done. We're gonna now we're getting to the harder stuff and we're gonna narrow it down even more. Um, all right, and we're like forty minutes through, so this is the board game podcast, I guess. I didn't realize these would be taking the entire episode when I originally came up with this idea, but you know what? Fuck it, ah. we're doing something new. All right, so we've got first seed settlers of Catan versus ninth seed ticket to ride. Two great classic games. This is like the battle of the intro gaming though i mean honestly out there ticket to ride is easier to introduce people to i fucking love settlers of Catan though it is i know i love it more probably the most out of my friend group i will say the expansion packs for settlers of Catan get wild <laughs> have you played the the pollution one no i have In- I, i've played a couple of the expansions okay but not all of them there's the pollution environmental Catan, which just gets insane where you can, if you can't win, you can just try to destroy the board so that nobody wins. <laughs> like it is, it's so, oh, it's also super capitalistic because if you cause a lot of pollution, you can then make a lot of money and then you can make yourself the leading recycler. And then you just sort of like, you're the worst like foul country, but you recycle the most as well as produce the most. And so you just win at both ends. It's so like, makes no sense uh sellers of Catan wins i'm gonna go with that it's just it's hilarious all right settlers of Catan moves on next up we've got fifth seed race for the galaxy versus fourth seed kingdom builder Ooh, yeah these are all tougher matchups now there's a lot of games that didn't make it that i thought could have been on the top 16 like list as well like you could have gone with more games i liked and certainly probably games i hated like fuck power grid I'm glad you didn't include that one. That was the, one of the bottom <laughs> ones. Surprise, like Small World didn't get included and stuff. Um, but 
I'm going to go with, who. they're so different too. Like Kingdom Builder, I really enjoy it. It's a nice, fun board game. Race to the Galaxy is great two players. Kingdom Builder is great four players. I'm going to give it to Kingdom Builders as... But for two-player games, you can't get better, I think, than Race to the Galaxy. It's it's probably in this list the best two-player game. Okay. All right. But King the Builder moves on. Yeah. Cool. Um. So no upsets in in this in this half. Now we've got the the second half is the upset bracket. We've got eleventh seed Betrayal on the House on the Hill versus fourteenth seed Civilization the board game. <laughs> I was worried if it was going to face innovation, that would have been so hard. Uh betrayal is definitely under under seated i'm gonna go with betrayal i mean civilization's amusing but like arkham horror would beat <laughs> civilization for sure uh civilization's just got lucky on a whim it's just been too long uh the other one wins <laughs> yeah okay betrayal moves on and then the last one we've got 10th seed takaido versus 15th seed innovation both good games i like takaido a lot it's a good four-player game innovation the it's unique enough that I think it beats Takaido. Innovation actually would move on as an upset. Okay. All right. Wow, we've got we've got a, a Cinderella story here. We've got a 15th seed into the the Sweet 16. So uh, first Sweet 16 matchup. It is first seed Settlers of Catan versus fourth seed Kingdom Builder. Like, I think all four of these games are, like, top four, top five games for me, actually. I love all of them. The one that I would probably include that you might not know, Pandemic. See, I, I actually originally had Pandemic in the list, but then took it out because we're in a pandemic. Uh, good, good, good. It makes sense. I understand. <laughs> I, I would yeah, say... But it, it, it was originally on there, I think, in the place of code names uh, i think i replaced pandemic it. with code names that's fair i understand i would say um if you haven't played it already the whatever the seasonal one is called um the legacy ooh, pandemic legacy pandemic legacy season one i've beaten well mm -hmm. well worth it it's probably i haven't played other legacy games i was amazed at what it was and it's best not to know anything about it and just play it uh very enjoyable so i will give that like a shout out but coming back to Catan, great all-time favorite game Kingdom Builders, a lot lighthearted, easier to play, probably more accessible. Kingdom Hearts, or not Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Builder. <laughs> I actually, I'm going to give it to Catan as I get more pleasure out of playing Catan, even though it's more challenging, more strategy. It's Catan is Catan for a reason. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. I mean, it is the number one seed. I it is one of feel my like favorites. I, I, yeah. I, I feel like I nailed that one pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um. All right. So... Then we've got the, the upset bracket matchup. We've got 11th seed Betrayal on the House on the Hill versus 15th seed Innovation. I really enjoy Betrayal as a narrative game. Like, I will say this, like, you know me as a gamer, and I enjoy, like, building stories and telling, like, narratives around my characters, like, XCOM style and such. Betrayal does that really, really well. Like, you're basically telling a story of a group of people exploring a house, and then as you uncover wings, stuff happens to your characters and such. And then ultimately there's a betrayal, and ha, ah, it's fun. Innovation, though, is a game that I never would have expected to like. And again, like, Professor Q had to convince me, like, oh, no, no, this is a good game, and oh, the internet says it's really good, and it's this weird game maker thing, and he's got some great game ideas out there. And I was like, this just sounds... but. It was something that never would have crossed my radar. I'll give it to innovation. 
Oh wow! Yeah, man, they're real. Like I, I really underseeded innovation. Like I'm surprised, but I'm not that surprised. Like innovation is a, it's a great one to introduce to gamers, and it's it's hard the first time you play it, but the second time you play it, it's just so much fun. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, our elite ma- elite eight matchup, and one of these two games moves on to the final four. First seed Settlers of Catan versus the fifteenth seed Cinderella Innovation. This is this is tough in the sense of where it's almost too easy to give it to Catan. Like Catan is the if you had asked like before, like oh who's going to win the bracket? It's Catan. It's always Catan kind of thing. And like mm-hmm. when I'm I mean, facing first seed, yeah, I mean has a first seed already won though? Yes. Okay, so first seeds have moved on. So like, yeah, I mean. It is the first seed. It is the best. Like, innovation, if anything were, like, any given Sunday where anything can happen, like, which game would pull the upset? It could be innovation. But, like, like actually, if someone was like, hey, do you want to play either of these games? Which one do you want to play right now? I would play both. Like, innovation is infinitely, like, replayable. Catan depends on the people you have. Like, Catan is dependent on, like, you have to have, as you said, that three people spot is nice. Or if you want to play brutal Catan, you have to have somebody willing to be like the bitch. So, yeah. like in this case, it was Professor Q's little brother was fantastic. He was another person who, like me with four X games, he knew he was going to be the bitch. He was going <laughs> to get like blocked. He was going to get punished. But he loved to play. And for that, I admire his gaming spirit. But otherwise, like competitive gamers can get ruthless with Catan, and it can be unfun. I agree with you on that yeah for that i might uh, let's give it to innovation you're gonna give it to innovation holy crap like i know my sibling wants to buy this game it's a great game they want me to get it i'll give it to innovation all right a huge upset like huge upset because Catan should have won every other like six out of seven sundays Catan wins all right but this is that seventh sunday and innovation is the name of the game See, it, I would say of everything I ranked, the two I was most unsure about where to put were Codenames and Innovation. Like, I ended up ranking Innovation so low because the only thing I could remember about the game was that one time we yeah. played it and hated it. And I couldn't remember how much you had played it with Professor Q beyond, like, that one time. Yeah, I played it a lot with Professor Q. I've also played it with my sibling. I've played it with a few people. Like, that one was a game, but again, I think the benefit was living with Professor Q for a while, and he really enjoyed that game. Gotcha. All right. Well, so Innovation is is the third of our our final four, joining Civilization VI from the video games bracket, and the or division, I guess, and Doom from the video game movie division. And now we've got Innovation as the ultimate board game winner. So what's the fourth bracket going to be? Who knows? And it's gaming related. Hmm. I don't know, actually. I I know I've thrown out suggestions in the past, but we will see. I, I, will, I will say this. It is going to be gaming related, and it is not going to be numbers. I was wondering. Like, I was going to throw that back out there. Like, are you going to go with the numbers thing? Are you actually going to no, subject the I, audience to my inane ramblings that one that one's for another time we we will do a numbers bracket i will i promise you that but 
if the people I'm saving demand that it. one. Yeah, I, like, I, I'm saving that one for another time because I wanted this bracket to be Harvey Z's bracket, but also gaming related to to keep within the the podcast themes. Got it. Uh, all right, so we're we've been recording for 50 minutes now, and that's basically the majority of the podcast. Yeah, I mean. I feel like this has been the board game episode. Like we should kind of keep on the board game theme, but I don't know. Like, are there other games out there that you would have mentioned or what would have made your list probably, or something like that in the sense of, or games that you're looking to get board game wise. Uh, I mean, so like it it was hard for me because like, uh, we we've known each other for so long at this point that I was trying to like pull games from like all the eras. Like Uh I, 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 favor a lot of different games now because i've been you know stuck inside for like a year and so me and my girlfriend and and slim my roommate like there's like a set of games we kind of tend to pull from as like the three of us all enjoy playing and so we we kind of have like there's like i'd say like three-fourths of the games on our shelves right now don't get playtime because at least one of us is not their preferred game or, you know, like, and so, but we also don't have anyone else to play it with. It's Cause like uh-huh. Scythe, yeah. I would be playing Scythe fucking all the time if I could. Yeah. And you know that. And I know that, but my, my girlfriend is like you and does not like 4X yeah. games. And I'm not going to subject her to torture just so <laughs> I can play it. Um, what does that and, get played popularly with you guys? Cause you guys have a um, diverse crew. Yeah, so so the games that we tend to play, we play Splendor, which is like a I I've always I find is relaxing in the same way that Takedo is. It's kind of like easygoing. Um, That's like, it's the like, jewel game. Yeah, yeah I, I love game. that one. I I was wondering if that would make the list. I enjoy it a lot too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot to choose from. Yeah. So I, but I was trying, I was trying not to favor all the games I knew I liked. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have put innovation on this list if I was just doing games I wanted to see, uh-huh. you know, but I knew you had some connection to it. So I, I, but I, uh, let's see what else we've been playing a lot of Azul and Sagrada. I, um, I but, haven't played either of those. I know of Azul, but I don't even actually know how to play either one. Yeah, they're 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 both stained glass games where you're like building a stained glass window, but they have both of them have very different mechanics and and setups in the way you're doing it. Uh, Sagrada is dice based, oh. while Azul is drafting. Let's see what else do we play? Uh, I recently, I think for my was it for Christmas. I can't remember if I got it for her for Christmas or for her birthday. I think it was for Christmas. I think it was recently. Uh, but I got her a Wingspan, my girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I've heard good things about it. I haven't played yeah. it myself, but that's a game that's on my list to play. Yeah, it, it's a very good game. And I am getting my COVID shot, my second dose, next Wednesday. So uh, next podcast recording day, I will be have my second vaccine shot. And so... In another couple of weeks, we might actually be able to play board games together again. Because oh. uh, my apartment will be fully vaccinated once I have my second shot. And I think you already got yep. your second, right? Vaccinated. Yeah, so, get your so, shots, people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll actually be able to see each other and, and maybe do something in person by the end of next month. God. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's surprising. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, we, we've played Planet 
a lot. It's one I favor. I like Planet. It's, it's one like of the last spatial. games I recall playing with you guys. And yeah, it's a weird yeah. one, but I, I liked it. It was quirky. Yeah, yeah, it, it's different. I, I, I like the way it, it you have to like have like a little bit of it's not just putting something in front of you. You've got to like have sort of like spatial reasoning mm-hmm. when you're building it. We also play Quarkle some. Uh, Quarkle is an easy, uh, uh, yeah, like Scrabble-like game. I have a tough um, time with Quarkle. I can play it, but it's not on my list of favorites. Yeah, yeah. it's too visual spatial for me. And then the, I think those are all the ones that we we kind of play regularly as like choices that we're all good with. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been other games that we've we've tried i'm sorry i'm fading in and out on the microphone because i'm like looking at my board game thing mm-hmm. like like we tried like uh slim got a, a copy of ticket to ride but it was ticket to ride london so it was like a real smaller map uh-huh. and it, it didn't feel as good as like a, a big normal size ticket to ride i mean you guys would have been perfect for i think slim might have played but pandemic legacy I, it's just the I know the era and everything is bad, but like the hardest part for Pandemic Legacy was getting people to play like over and over or like getting them all together to play like 10 to 12 matches. And so like being trapped somewhere, but I could totally understand why in a pandemic one would not want to play Pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I feel like so. So, so here's here's the thing is we would like I, I think one of the reasons we didn't get Pandemic Legacy or try that. I think one Slim already played it with another group of people. Mm-hmm. And then we're also sitting on two other Legacy games that we haven't been able to play. Like because we have Betrayal Legacy sitting Ooh, I would totally on our shelf. Be into that. Yeah. Right, but but Slim isn't a big betrayal fan, yeah. and so we're we're not getting into that with him. And then I've got the Legacy expansion to Scythe, oh, which yeah. I really want to play. Yeah, but my girlfriend doesn't want to play that one, and and Slim would be down. So like we've we've got two Legacy games that at least one person doesn't want to play, and it feels like buying a third Legacy game when we're still waiting to start these other two just feels kind of like. Mm-hmm. Why are we getting all of them? At least to me. Understood. Um, understood. But like, if you're down for Betrayal Legacy, like we've been trying to get the Betrayal Legacy game started for forever. I think I bought, we got that two years ago and it's still sitting because we kept trying to organize it and people said they wanted to, but then just got too busy or, and we couldn't schedule a time or whatever. Yeah. I think like I did like sign up. I think you're, girlfriend like drafted me at some point and asked me and i said yeah i'd be down for it so yeah and then i'm surprised you haven't played a lot of um what's that weird game uh with all the different elements it's like a drafting sort of it's there's a board on it it starts it's not ascension but like i you gotta be a little more yeah i'm thinking about like it was you collect little crystals and you beat monsters and there's like different like oh man it's it's got this board it's like got nature spirits and stuff on it but like you gave it to me for a period of time where Professor Q and I played the shit out of it over and over. And then you, I mean, dr- you draft cards using crystals and like you can buy like level six, level seven cards. It's almost but it's not that complicated to play. And I'm just trying to think of what it is. It's yeah, it's not Ascension. That's not right for. Oh, wait, it, that's the one Ascension. You said it's not Ascension. It doesn't. Is Ascension the game, though, that I just described? 
I mean, well, like Ascension, you have like the center row. Yes. And you can like draft cards or kill monsters. Okay. Yes. That it and is Ascension. The cultist. The okay. cultist. Ascension. Yes. That game. I was just like, okay. it's. I didn't know what it was, but it was. It was fun, and then it got old because we started to like know how to beat each other, like Professor Q and I. Because again, two player wise, we just got really used to it, and then it got kind of like rote in that way. But it was. Yeah. It was enjoyable. I lived like Ascension. So, so like. Ascension is re- I I like Ascension a lot. I don't actually have my copy of Ascension here at the apartment right now. I think we did a little. We're like we were running out of space with uh-huh. for board games, and I think it was one of the ones that I hadn't played in a while. And so, Ascension and Dominion were like the first two big games that got me into board gaming. That was the other like, one that I was wondering would be on the list was Dominion. I really enjoy, but I know people don't seem to like it as much, or it's too complicated. So for me, Dominion was never, it was never that. It was the fact that like Dominion, I played myself out of liking it. Like Uh, I, when I got Dominion, like I got like the three or four expansions of it. And every time there was a board game night, I wanted to play Dominion because it was the only game I owned at the time. uh And I was really into it. And so like for a long time, I just played the shit out of Dominion. And then eventually I was like, oh it was like you know having a little bit too much ice cream or whatever Uh like oh god i like ice cream but i can't touch this for like a month and then i just it got further and further away and just never ended up playing more of it but like i dominion is another good starter game i think Catan and ticket to ride and those sort of is like the first tier gateway and then i think dominion was like the the big one for me that Mm -hmm made got me into everything else it's um, a big like but yeah it's the drafting essential game yeah 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 and then like ascension i so ascension i played out because i had ascension on my phone oh. and so like i it, like i never bought like the full expansions because I could get like the expansion to play on my phone for like two bucks when they updated the game. So I I would just like play the computer a bunch. And I like, I got to the point of like you where like, I just knew the optimal way to play yeah. after playing against the computer 20 bazillion times of, and, and yeah. So like, I haven't played my version of Ascension in like person in a long time, but the, the thing I am currently waiting for and I am excited about is I kickstarted Ascension Tactics, which is a two-player figurine version of Ascension. And it's like sort of like you have the cards and everything, but you're like moving figures around. And it's a little bit like Summoner Wars, but it's supposed to be like an actual tactical thing where like your cards represent things on the battlefield. And I am really excited for that. Interesting. Like, yeah naming games like the ones i'm looking forward to or wanting to play there's like a weird one it's a series of games i don't know what it's called but there's a marvel one like marvel villains or something where it's like a drafting game where it's a co-op game that you basically have a villain that you have to beat and you play cards over time to like beat it or beat the villain or and the villain has like certain turn-based powers or at the end of every turn he puts out like a minion or something and you have to beat it and I don't know what that type of it's Marvel something because the series is, is it like Marvel champions. Maybe because there's a series of like Marvel champions. There's DC champions. There's actually one that's called like aliens 
in this style of game. And it's like you play against like the queen alien and you have to hunt her down and you basically are cooperatively, you have powers and your character has different abilities and stuff, but you're drawing cards to create your deck to do it. The, the, before we're, we're about to, to um, close out here, but before we end, I wanted to ask you a real quick question because there was one game I was thinking about putting on the the tournament, but I couldn't remember if it was you that had it or were the one that enjoyed it. But I know someone has it and like really liked playing it. Were you the fan of Smash Up? I own Smash Up. I enjoy Smash Up quite a bit. I don't like I it's a mid tier it's like a I would rank it like seventh or eighth for me. It's a fun game though. It's a quick, easy Smash Up game. Yeah, I have that. I had a bunch of expansions for it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought about putting Smash Up on there too, but I, I honestly couldn't remember if, if it was you or the one that owned it or not, or if I was remembering yep. something else. I have it, yeah. So those are okay. fun games, yeah. We've named a lot yeah. of games for people to try. Definitely worth checking out in these times to play. Yeah. yeah. Yep, this is the board game episode, so uh, yeah, there you go. Make me a board gamer. <laughs> uh, that, that's what we just did for this episode. Most of mostly Harvey Z's recommendations, but a little bit of what we've been playing too, or I've been playing, I guess. All right. Uh, so where can they find you, Harvey Z? You can find me on Twitter at Make Me a Harvey Z. You can find me on Twitter at Atma underscore Phoenix. You can find a podcast at Make Me a Podcast. You can always email us at Make Me a Gamer Podcast at gmail dot com, and you can find my writings at Atmasweapon dot com. Uh, that is it for us. Next week is going to be the last round of the tournament and probably the final four. We'll probably just take care of it all at once. Uh, I won't promise anything else because this is two weeks in a row where the, the tournament bracket sort of took over the entire episode. So, yeah. Good thing we got started right away. Whew. All right, that's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, Harvey Z, take us out. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's an observation. So... Have you ever eaten something and when you're eating it, you go, this might not be cooked. And then you're just kind of in this sort of like weird, like, but I made it somewhat. Do I stop eating it and like recook it? Do I throw it away or do I just like, it's this sort of dilemma where like, and I'll give you an example. It was an egg. I toasted an egg and then I started to eat it. And I was like, I don't know if this egg is fully cooked. What do Um... I do? I uh, um because I saw this uh, recipe online like oh you could put like make an egg pizza take a tortilla crack an egg on it and broil it in the like toaster I did that and then I was like it looks sort of done it's not like runny or anything and then I started to I rolled it up and then I took a bite and then it was this sort of like all right Harvey Z you found yourself in this situation do you unwrap <laughs> it and explore this a little bit further do you continue eating it do you like <laughs> put it in the toaster like it's not the most delicious thing, but it's it's different. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. This feels more like an intro than an outro. This, this was gonna be like my ha- this was gonna be my intro before we got into our thing, and then you went. We got to go straight into the brackets. This is what I was gonna think about and talk about. Uh, what I ended up doing was, eh, fuck it, COVID, and then I ate the raw egg, and I was like, there's more to life to worry about than just is my egg cooked or not. Okay, well. Next week, if if we don't have an episode, it's because Harvey Z is in the hospital due to egg poisoning. Salmonella. Salmonella. <laughs> Salmonella. There we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
gosh. I, I thought we were going to get through one episode without bullshit. You had to just bring that up, squeak it in under the wire. How God is that bullshit? It. This is my health. <laughs> like, this actually happened. This isn't like bullshit. <laughs> this was going to be my, oh, my cold open, like, Atma. Am I dying? Did I do okay? Why? Jesus oh, <laughs> Christ. <sighs> this is what I put up with. Thank you for listening. Don't eat runny eggs. Or do eat runny eggs, but make sure they're cooked. Whatever. Just don't kill yourself on eggs, please. Thank you. Goodbye.